the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Get ready to take notes, because school is now in session. Tackling the biggest issues in education, this is Education America. Save the classroom, save the country. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Abigail Johnson. Welcome to Education America, where we are working to save the classroom so that we can save the country. Join our conversation. K-12 education is the playing field where the battle is on for the future of our country. And as the 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, succinctly stated, the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. And I am joined here in my studio here with Abigail Johnson, our wonderful co-host, and we are about to launch into some election conversation. Yes, we kind of are diverging just a, just a tiny bit, a different dimension of education discussion tonight. And what is really fun, listeners, is we had the chance to connect with Bryce Eddy. He is the host of Liberty Station out in California, and I would encourage you all to um, just on your Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, look look them up, Liberty Station. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has some fascinating guests, everyone, from Dr. James Lindsay to the Surgeon General of Florida, Dr. I believe his last name is Dr. Lapido. Please forgive me if I'm mispronouncing his last name. Uh, anyway, so uh, Bryce really does a lot of great things on his radio show. So we decided to get together and talk about the midterm elections. And as he's living in California, and now we are here in Minnesota, uh, both states each have a now a trifecta of uh, blue-leaning government. I'm just talking about how does that affect education policy? And what does that mean for those of us in the field of education or just How do we operate as a concerned parent? Mm -hmm. And so it really is a great conversation with Bryce. We really appreciated him allowing us on his show. And it was really a lot of fun. It was fun. It was really fun. And so we're going to be playing a few clips from that show. And after each clip, then we'll talk a little bit about, you know, what we referenced in that clip and and elaborate on it a little bit more. So we're going to go ahead and play our first clip. Thanks, John. Welcome to the Bryce Eddy Show on Liberty Station. And today's guests are Abigail Johnson and Rebecca Hagstrom. We are doing a radio show, podcast show flip because they have a show in Minnesota called Education America. And so they are heroes fighting the battle there. We're fighting here in California. And, um, you know, now we're meeting in the middle to, uh, you know, help win hearts and minds. So how are you both? Hey, we are great. It's so wonderful to be with you, Bryce. 
It is. Uh, we're yeah. assuming that it's a much better weather where you are than where <laughs> no we doubt. are right now. We just had the last of our good weather this yep. morning, actually. It dropped about 30 degrees, yep. I think, today from morning to... We're going into hibernation <laughs> mode, <laughs> right. so we'll see you all back we in took April. the last of our fish out of the moat before they freeze to death. Yep. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it gets a little cold there. Yeah. Uh, California is different weather, but you know yeah. we uh, we're we're miserable here uh, for all kinds of political reasons. Yeah. So well, you we know. are too after Tuesday night's election. <laughs> yes. Let me tell you, yes, exactly. We had so. the blue wave in Minnesota, uh, and did. then you know the loss of the red wave that everybody expected. Yes, that was uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we can do a lot of commiserating about that today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I think there's uh, there's some bright spots, and there's some things that that um, you know, it wasn't a um, total uh, defeat or win really on either side. Um, but if you look at what's happening in the country, I'm pretty optimistic. I've been saying, and I was saying, you know, I I I was probably pretty optimistic on the show, maybe more so than. I was privately um, because I think people were hoping for this red tsunami, and I kept saying there's not going to be a red tsunami. I just didn't believe that. I was hoping for a red wave. Turns out it was a red ripple, right. except for if you live in the free state of Florida, right. yes. where you know that that is as solid as they go. And so what I'm excited about is you know we have a you know total uniparty uh, state here in California. Now we're going to have one in Florida, and we're going to get to see in a head-to-head matchup who is happier. And I, I think it's going to be the Floridians. I kind of think so. In fact, I've, I've kind of chuckled as I've watched Governor Newsom uh, during his battle to keep his post, you know, what was that, six months ago? I don't saying, know. you know, yeah. you got to come to California where you have the freedom. We are about freedom in California. I'm thinking... Are we doing opposite day yeah, today? Yeah, it was. You it know? must have been opposite day. <laughs> right. Well, you're pretty free if you're the governor and you're in charge of things, and you can go to the French laundry. Exactly. And all the exactly. Rules, yeah. you know, I mean that. If you're an elite. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the rules don't apply. That is the direction well, this country I, is going. I would love to know more, Bryce, about your perspective for hope because I have to be very honest. Um, you know, I walked around yesterday just kind of shell shocked and. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, again, now for the state of Minnesota, what we have a really unique state. Um, I know that we had kind of connected with you saying, hey, you know, unfortunately, Minnesota wants to be the next California just with worse weather. So (laughs) and unfortunately, though, we seem to be heading that direction um, for many, many years. One of the things that Minnesota was really well known for was having a split government. We either have, you know, a democratic governor but then the house and the senate the legislature is controlled by the republicans or uh, the past several years it was a democratic governor and then uh, uh, democratic house but then the senate we held and so we kind of had this bulwark against you know the full Some throttle of the most extreme um, measures, and we exactly. lost that yeah. this week in yeah. our elections here the, we know how important these local elections are so while we are still keeping a very close eye on what's happening in Nevada, what's happening in Arizona, and of course now anticipating a runoff in Georgia. While those things are all great, and I I hope that, you know, there is still a possibility that we could keep the Senate. And obviously overall, you know, our hope is in the Lord. Uh, I may have been walking you around know. yesterday just going... <laughs> Reciting Bible verses. Bible verse, Bible. <laughs> in fact, I actually had... So it, uh, we also worked together at a school, um, a cr- classical Christian school, which Rebecca founded, and my very small children, so I know you both have had, you have older 
kids, you're on the other side of things. My kids are quite young. So they were practicing their Bible verses yesterday, and I'm listening to them say, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar, because these are the verses that they are memorizing, thanks to Rebecca's leadership. And I'm sitting there going, okay, yep, (laughs) yep. That's that is the goal, but it we are in a bit of mourning here in the mm-hmm. state of Minnesota that now yeah. we no longer have a split control, and we are modeling ourselves even more after your state, unfortunately. And we lost one well, of congratulations. our... congratulations. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish congratulations were something that we would really appreciate in this case. But yeah, we actually lost one of our best senators as well that really was holding the line against some of the extremist measures with respect to education. He's been a good mm-hmm. friend of our show. He's been on our show quite a bit, um, Senator Roger Chamberlain. And he has been the chair of both the Education Finance Committee and the Education Policy Committee over the various years. And he truly has been a spectacular senator for education and and other good um, things as well. But uh, obviously education is our is our issue that we spend the most time talking about on our show. And um, it's a big, big loss for him to have been ousted. And it's going to change yeah. the fabric of the Senate. It's going to change a lot about how um, education policy comes through and onto the floor because he's held back some bills that are just bad bills and he's been able to prevent them from even hitting the floor. So we're we're going to have to prepare to be a little bit more actively engaged in the political process here and not just uh, talking about it. Let's yeah. put it that way. Well, that was one of our really interesting clips in terms of Minnesota politics as we had this conversation with Bryce Eddy. And I really wanted to spend some time talking about the loss of the Senate here in Minnesota mm-hmm. and particularly Senator Roger Chamberlain, who I'm actually not even sure how long he's been a Minnesota state senator. I think it's been at least 15 years, if not longer. Well, at least maybe even 24. He came in. Because um, they're six-year terms. They're long. So I don't even know. Well, um, I, I remember. Yeah, that's 2000 okay. and he came in in 2010. 2010. That, in oh, that so area. I was wrong then. He hasn't been mm-hmm. there that long. But still, 12 years. That's a that's a nice long run. And in both of his terms, he has been such an advocate for education. And he has served uh, as chair of the education, fi- actually, Education Policy Committee, I think it was in the Senate. Was it the, the Finance Committee? Finance Committee. The Finance Committee. And he was so supportive of school choice efforts. Um, He was very open to listening to concerns of constituents with respect to education and really advocating for good education policy, um, keeping some poor policy off the floor, Mm -hmm. some of the bills that aren't so good for education. And so, you know, I know we've had him on our show. He's been a friend of Education America. We've had him on the show many times, and we've really appreciated his willingness to come and talk about the legislative sessions at the end and discuss a little bit more of a deep dive into the budgets and what's you know happened at the end of each year. So he's he's really going to be missed. And, you know, I actually texted him and said, I hope you run again to try to reclaim your seat. I know they're long term. So 
it takes a while before that seat's going to come back up again. But, um, you know, he was he was an effective senator and served his constituents very well and served the state of Minnesota very well. Yes, absolutely. I'm sure he's probably taking a very well-deserved nap right now. Um, (laughs) Campaigning is an awful lot of work, and we are very thankful uh, just for all the service that yeah. he has put in. So. Yeah. But it was interesting to converse with um, Bryce Eddy about the fact that now blue, or sorry, that uh, Minnesota has now gone completely blue. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we share in common with California now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he kind of basically said, welcome to our world. We've been here for a long time. <laughs> and uh, Join the party. Right. And, you know, as you pointed out, I don't remember if you pointed it out in this clip, Abigail, it might have been a different clip. You pointed out that in Minnesota... It's usually been divided. Mm -hmm. And so this is, boy, I don't know if I remember another time in Minnesota where it was all owned by one party, Um, the House, the Senate, Senate, and the the governorship. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. trifecta. So, um, you know, it will be an interesting time for education, for a lot of policy. Um, There have been many bills that have been brought forth that get shut down based upon the lack of agreement, of course, between the Senate and the House and the governor. And so, you know, I think we as constituents need to be really vigilant and pay close attention to Mm -hmm. what bills are being brought to the floor. And I know there's going to be a lot of other organizations like Center of the American Experiment and, you know, no left turn in education. There's going to be other groups that are paying attention and yep. speaking up. And, um, I, you know, I would encourage our listeners to really uh, not be afraid to reach out and um, tell us about new legislation that you're hearing about, but then also reach out to your legislators. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to listen to another clip here. You are listening to Education America at AM 16, or sorry, AM 1280, The Patriot. And um, we are going to listen to another clip with Bryce Eddy from Liberty Station in California. And I think what's going to have to happen, um, and Abigail, you said it, you know, God is in charge here. Mm-hmm. We don't need to be depressed. I allow us 24 hours, though. Yeah, you get yeah, 24 yeah. hours yep. of morning. Right. You Great. can mope, yep. you know, drink one too many margaritas, whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, but then but then get, get back and then realize that we kind of need to separate ourselves from all this nonsense anyway. And I know you guys, uh, you know, in, in reading some of your stuff, I know you're, you're – alerting people to that you know you can't have your kids uh be in these government schools without uh, you know i mean if you have to and that's your only choice you better be you know keeping both eyes on them um and you better counteract what's being done in these schools Mm -hmm. otherwise remove them from the schools you know uh, uh a turning point is doing the turning yeah. point academies across yes. the US there's mm-hmm. there's other people out there that are realizing okay how do we solve this problem economically for mm-hmm. people so that you know the middle class don't have to be uh you know shackled to government schools you know figure out these things and these options so that people can homeschool and educate their kids in a better way mm-hmm. that is what's going to save us in a generation yeah. well and i know that you've had guests on talking about kind of this concept of we need to start creating a dual are a parallel economy. You know, it's not going to work anymore. And, and I do think you're right. I, I will say my husband said to me last night, because I was fairly monosyllabic all day, um, <laughs> just, you know, let's 
I don't want to talk about it. I don't want, and I'm scrolling Twitter, scrolling Twitter. What's happening in Arizona? What's yeah. happening in Arizona? Come on. Why can't... Well, I Carrie mean, Lake's still going to win. I, I, I think Lake's she will. Still gonna I win. think she will, too. I, I pray yeah. that you are correct. Yeah. Uh, you, I pray you are correct. They are continuing to push back, though. Uh, well, it's going to take us till Friday. Well, it might take us the weekend. Mm-hmm. No, it might take us to Monday. And I'm going... How many votes are you trying to come yes, up with here? Yes, this is yes. just crazy. Yeah, but, yeah, they're trying. Yeah, but you've talked a lot, or your guests have, about creating this parallel economy, and that's something that you know Rebecca and I are trying to do in relating to the election. I was, I was looking at exit polls as well, and in addition to the unmarried women statistic, one of the biggest statistics that just jumped out to me was who voted and swung so heavily for the Democrats was that 18 to... I believe it's 20, 18 to 30-year-olds. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I really felt convicted. And, you know, you just look at that and you go, well, you know, these are kids that they have grown up in public schools. They've been told their whole life, you know, all of these, you know, lies and sayings and, and frankly, not developing critical thinking, not mm-hmm. teaching them full history, you know, teaching mm-hmm. them, you know, the full truth of our nation you know, teaching them respectful dialogue. Yeah. And one of the things that is in common with those 18 to 30 year old age group um, is that they just were told right before the election that there was going to be a student loan buyback program. And how interesting that just today we learned that the Supreme Court said Nope, that's unconstitutional. Yep, we've not, got a, not the U.S. Supreme Court. Yep, but we've got a federal judge yes, a federal saying, judge. Yes, nope, yes. we can't do that. Yep. You cannot just, you know, you cannot through a wave, with the wave of your hand, say that all of these billions of dollars of loans are forgiven through executive order. Right. So, yep, mm-hmm. you know, it's, come on, guys. Right. Like, so does the timing of that announcement. That, that timing was, yeah, was, was a strategic timing. I think, I think maybe it was. But, you know, another thing to keep in mind with that age group, it wasn't just the student loan buyback program, mm-hmm. but that group is one of the first groups to have really, um, lived or grown up through their teenage years through social media, yep. you know? Um, you know, I have four kids and my two older sons are much less, uh, not dependent upon, none of my kids are dependent upon social media, but, um, they're much more active on my, my two oldest are much less active on social media. Let's see if I can get this word out of my mouth and compared to the younger two and the younger two are, are in that 18 to 30 year range. Mm -hmm. And I really do think that the influence of social media is pretty significant. We, we know this. We've covered this many times on our show. Um, we know that information on social media, um, tends to get funneled into whatever you believe. And then that's kind of all you see. And so it just legitimizes your, your own viewpoint. So it's hard to hear other viewpoints. So mm-hmm. when you have the president, you know, issuing a loan buyback program and you're seeing all of this information on social media, um, when a lot of the, uh, we know that a lot of the conservative voices don't always get heard on the social media platforms, I think it shouldn't be a surprise. And generally that age group, has always voted a little bit more, I think, on the they liberal side. They tend to side. lean Democratic yeah, because they, they haven't, do. They, to be very frank, yeah. because they haven't hit the uh, 
they haven't been in the workforce long enough Mm -hmm. to, you know, just as you work longer, you end up usually making more money, um, at least, you know, relative to your profession. So they haven't hit those, uh, you know, just the more painful tax brackets yet. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And so we, as we are recording and then when this show airs, we are more than likely still going to be watching the Arizona recount, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So we're still keeping an eye on the U.S. Senate is still up for grabs. And that is um, the last bit of our conversation Mm -hmm. with Bryce is talking about just really the, um, you know, the unique uh, leadership Uh, Well, really, right now, it's just campaigning by Carrie Lake, gubernatorial candidate, but also the leadership style of Ron DeSantis and the stark contrasts. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, look, the good news is that we are going to see on high display places like Minnesota, places like California be contrasted to the places like uh, Texas, Florida, right. and hopefully, hopefully also Arizona. Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because, because I mean, if, if that Arizona... puts that pressure on. I mean, boy, you you can say, well, yeah. it's, it's. I mean, it's not possible to count all these votes, Bryce. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, I don't yeah. know. No, Flor- yeah. Florida finished it like days ago. They had it done, you know, three they, hours after night. polls closed, mm-hmm. and they have more people, yeah. substantially more people than the state of Arizona. So clearly, it can be done, and so thankfully. I'm I am I'm yeah. praying that uh Carrie Lake and, and, pulls it out. And she will clean it up and she will clean yes. it up quickly. Um and and so the if and that's why they're they're fighting like mad to make sure you know that that, that isn't the end result. I think it still will be God willing. Mm-hmm. But because she will clean it up and once you clean it up, um I you you aren't going to have the um, liberals win as often. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that could be a model for the rest of the nation. You know, that's what we really need to see. And we need to see Republicans being bold and being able to actually do that. And, you know, I don't know that there is that same level of boldness. Um, Yeah. They don't tend to push back once they make it, make it into office. So, yeah, we'll we'll see what Mitch McConnell decides what happens with him as well. Yep. Because it'll be really interesting just to see what happens with leadership you know, I think that there's there's a lot of analysis being done right now. Um, I, for the first time, I think a lot of people are starting to get more and more involved. I was involved career-wise at a, a statewide level, but never at a at kind of a hyper-local level before this election. And so this year I did all of the, the caucusing and the all of the things to choose the candidates. It was eye-opening to see how it's done. And I mean, you just see more pieces of the puzzle kind of come together um, with, you know, are we picking, are we picking the right candidates? Um, You know, it's, it's hard to run for office. There aren't, you know, there aren't a lot of Carrie Lakes. I mean, I've never seen someone as talented. Yeah. Um, I mean, she may be better if she governs, like she says, she could be better than Ron DeSantis, you know, only because, I have never seen someone. He's getting better and better and better. I remember watching yeah. him at the beginning and thinking, "Boy, that guy's awkward." You know, just mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. just his communication style, mm-hmm. um, and he has improved and gotten. He's hit his stride. So mm-hmm. so very good um, with that. But yeah. Carrie well, Lake is excellent now, mm-hmm. and so she can get in and govern yeah. that yeah. way. I think it'll be phenomenal. But there aren't a lot of those. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, those aren't in every state mm-hmm. leaders like that with those yeah, well, t- she's the, type of communication skills right yeah she's the real deal i've, I've gotten to meet her uh, several times i've, I've done um, i've been on her border policy team although i haven't talked about that here on the show and 
um, and she's she's really phenomenal and uh, the real deal. And I, I got to meet uh, Ron DeSantis on a boat with nine of us back a year or so ago. No, uh, the real that's deal. a huge honor. Yeah. That's a huge honor. Oh, for sure. Wow. Well, yeah. and, and I'm always struck. Look, I'm a I'm a preacher's kid, right? And one thing we do have is radar for inauthentic people, right? Yeah. Right. And uh, uh, we we and that is finely honed in me. It drives my wife nuts because <laughs> I've called people out from you know been like, no, watch. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're always right in the and end, huh? I, I have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's scary, but but he is the real deal. She is the real deal. Um, they they are what you see is what you get, and you know the way that they promise they're going to run things, you know, they do and, and you can tell. So yeah. well, I'm optimistic on that. that well, and with excellent. Ron DeSantis, I know people who have not worked in the legislature, which is most sane people I have long time ago. Uh, what One thing that I have so admired about Governor DeSantis is he has unified. I mean, it is very hard. People don't know how much rivalry there can be at the state level, even between uh-huh. the House and the Senate. The Senate has their goals in whatever state, and you think, well, we're again, we, we should all be on the same team, right? We're all Republicans. Let's, yeah. you know, we're going to do these things. And it's like, yeah, no, 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 no. And there's a lot of infighting that, again, maybe some people yeah. pay no, attention he's, to he's, most. So he's got that stuff buttoned up. Mm-hmm. When I watched him, yeah, they're rolling the, in the same direction. When he when he introduced the Disney legislation, I thought. There's going to be someone that says, hey, that really that that's in my district. I don't want to do that. And I mean, he somehow behind the scenes, he's able to form this coalition of, hey, look, we're all on the same team. We're all rowing in the same direction. I, I mean, that type of leadership is um, crucial. It, I think it's once in a lifetime. And I do think that it is. It, it will be really fascinating to see what happens. Uh, you know, at this point, Governor DeSantis has won his second term as governor of the state of Florida. Right. And I think we're all now watching with bated breath, wondering what the next steps might be for him. Mm-hmm. And and also, again, yeah. by the time this show airs, Arizona might still be counting votes. So we yeah. still might not know what's yeah. going on in the state of Arizona. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we, we um, just played that last clip. And thanks for commenting on that, Abigail. And you had such great analysis of how difficult it is to actually legislate and get work done. Um, and I think you said off air working with Republicans is like herding cats. Yep. I think there's a lot of independent mindedness in mm-hmm. the Republican Party and there's a lot of uh, agreement, but then there's a lot of various forms of of ideas. <laughs> right. Exactly. It, it really, go. really can be like that. And yeah. for people to be able to form that coalition and and get everyone to move together, because I think we know that sometimes people's. And your greatest strength sometimes is also your greatest weakness. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love independent, independently minded people and yeah. politicians. That is fantastic. But sometimes we do, you know, to get things done, though, we do have to have a common goal and agree on the plan mm-hmm. to how to get mm-hmm. there. And mm-hmm. um, it's it's rare. And so I do admire people that are doing the work at the local levels. Um, maybe they don't end up being the superstar of the party, but they're doing the hard work of trying to build um, you know, some agreement mm-hmm. behind the scenes uh, to get the work done. Mm-hmm. And so we do really appreciate people yeah. who are serving yep. in that way. Yep. And we are so uh, glad that Bryce Eddy was able to have us on our sh- on his show on Liberty Station. It was a nice 
enjoyable conversation with him, and we're glad to have been able to share some of the clips that we had with him, the conversation that we had with him with our listeners. And we also want to congratulate so many of the school board candidates Mm -hmm. that made it into um, their school board Um, Well, their school boards through their elections and they worked hard and there were a lot of parent backed candidates that made it in. And so we want to say a huge congratulations to all of them and hope that they will take their school districts to task and really work hard at establishing reestablishing true education across the state of Minnesota. Well, always it's wonderful to be with you Abigail I so enjoy your background and how that plays into our show and thank you again to Bryce Eddy you can listen to this podcast at um, savetheclassroom.com and follow us on Twitter Facebook and Instagram have a great night Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.